Today's episode is brought to you by Banzoogle, where you can build a stunning DJ website in minutes. With a few simple clicks, you can enhance your online presence with a great website behind your own .com domain for your mixes, music, and more. Visit bandzoogle.com and use the coupon code PASSION to receive 15% off your new website. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Passionate DJ Podcast. I'm your host, David Michael. I'm hanging with Trip and Mo. How you doing, fellas? Chilling. Doing all right. And back on the scene once again. Stepping back in. once again for the Renegade Master. <laughs> Firecat451. How are you doing, my friend? I'm very good, David. Thank you for having me on the show. Welcome again, back. Again, again, man. Welcome yeah. back. Mo, Trip, good to see you. Always. Good to have you I think you were wearing that t-shirt the last time I saw you. <laughs> Trip. It's laundry day. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Bunch of nice clothes in one t-shirt. <laughs> Trip Turlington, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> So you're one of our uh, local heavy hitting DJ, MC, scene, music scene types here in the uh, Southwest Ohio area and beyond. Thank you, thank you, thank and uh, we're glad to have you on once again. Yeah, yes, man. Sir. And this is one of our uh, one of our favorite segments that we do called Pick Three. Oh yeah. And basically, I- we just bring in three tracks that we like under some theme, and we listen to them and talk about them. And I had a hard time picking three. It's uh, tough. Oh, I have time. no doubt. I have no doubt. Uh, yeah, I want to talk challenge. to you. I want to talk to your production people about that email. <laughs> <laughs> it was friendly, and then I reread it, and I was like, "Man, this is really constricting, man." I don't know. <laughs> Three? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I got four hard drives. How am I going to do this? Hey, no doubt. Like, can, can you imagine the first time we tried to put put that together? Like, it was me, you, and Tony, and we decided we were just going to bring in. Three tracks with no like no limitations, no limitations, no genre, yeah, you know, that. not really. Three I mean, tracks you like, yeah, yeah. three, just any three yeah. tracks that you like. They don't have uh. to be the best thing. They don't have to do, it. but like even with just like, hey, they don't have to be the best in anything. They don't have to be your personal best. It it just bring just three tracks three, yeah. that you like that you want to share. And even then, I, I, I'm gonna steal your line. It took about two hours longer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm sitting there going through it. And right, it's because I wanted to be prepared. It's my second, you know, time on the podcast. I wanted to be prepared, right? So, like, I'm sitting there and I've I've whittled this list of ten down to five and five down to three. And I'm like, cool, done, done. Go run my errands today. And I'm running my errands and I'm on the way to the bank. And I'm like, man, maybe I should move number four. Up to where number three, and now I'm like, damn. So I've got to go back home and listen to what I cut out. Like, did you really? Should you get a second chance to be on the list? You know, you feel like you're cheating on tracks four and five, dude. Yeah, no man. matter what you pick. And, and I got home. You're like, baby, I'm sorry. It's not you. It's me. Right. It's 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 not us. It's the crowd, baby. I'm not sure they. Yeah. Not sure but they're feeling you tonight. Not sure they're feeling you tonight. I love you. You know, I'm not deleting that file. Uh-huh. But yeah, and I was like. Well, you said classic, so that kind of inferred a a um, 
a time frame. Like maybe mm. these can't be recent. Right. Yeah. You know, so I immediately disqualified my top threes if they were what I felt like too recent. Okay. Yeah. This so was, to clarify, the today's pick three theme is dance classics. Yeah. Right. Oh. And so in. I, I'm glad that you started out right out of the gate kind of explaining your thought process because that's kind of that's part of the fun of this okay. type of episode is figuring out, okay, we'll come up with a theme, but then what does that mean to everybody? Yeah, you know? yeah, right. Yeah. Well, and, I, and to be fair, I think um, I even uh, loosely defined dance classics. Yeah. Because I yeah. said, you know, dance could be, you know, depending on the time frame, it could be funk. It right. could it could be disco. Right. It could be house. It could be techno. Yeah, you mentioned be, some things, and I was yeah. like, "Now, does that mean I can't use things like that?" No, no, no. I'm not going to read it like that. Right. I'm yeah, just going to take no. this as creative permission to explore. That's right. My, you know, yeah, you're doing it right. Well. Okay. You're doing yep. it right. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so you're you're sitting out on this one, uh, Mr. Turlington. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, not that I don't have plenty that I could have chose as well. <laughs> so you got a whole but, basement full of dance classics, I bet. <laughs> yeah. No. But uh, you know, it's. I, I, I'm going to uh, bow out this time in, in honor of our guest, for sure. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you, man. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. I, mean, I wish you would have brought them tapes up from the basement. I'd love to hear what's on them. <laughs> There's plenty of them down there. <laughs> <laughs> tapes are these things that used to be. <laughs> it's a data storage medium still in wide use today. Thank you very much. Where? Rwanda? <laughs> <laughs> That's, if you are listening in Rwanda, rewa- Rwanda, <laughs> into Rwanda, <laughs> Craig David all over you. Oh wow! And so, how you get there? <laughs> like the little art, artful dodger. Thank you, yeah. man. Yeah, he didn't make the list, though. I hate to tell you, Craig. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So, uh, in honor of our guest, then uh, why don't we go ahead and see what your first pick is, oh Mr. My Firecat? Gosh. Tell us uh, so a little man- bit about the track and why you brought it in. So, yeah, oh, this is hard. Uh, so, the the first track I'm nominating for my top three, uh, my pick three rather, is uh, Ronnie Size's Brown mm-hmm. Paper Bag. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Now I had. Yes. I love this. I love Iconic. this song. Yeah, it is iconic. Yeah, it is. Just that the very intro, whether you have the <laughs> nine-minute version or you have the four-minute or three-minute, you get yeah. that intro and you know it's coming. Th- that yeah. very first bar, you know exactly yep. what track yep. it is. Yep. And I remember hearing this and thinking, I love the sonics on this. Yes. Yeah. And there's a lot of contrast between you know moving elements and a little halftime stillness. Right. And then you get the MC on the track, and it's just butter. It's butter. Yeah. And I mean, especially the way this was all like put together. And I mean, a lot of people say this about a lot of uh, Ronnie Size's work, but like, truly, truly, Brown Paper Bag was ahead of its time. Absolutely. Period. Sounds that we bring are of a different nature. Rhythms get greater and the rhythms they get greater. Yes, another of us are full for the chaser. New configuration, new riff, and new structure. Built on the frame that'll hold and won't puncture. Tight, we wrap it up, it's wrapped tightly. It lives. So, like, as a producer, they use that mm to become a riser. Right. And I love uh, it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Oh. God, that's just... When did this track originally get dropped? This track originally came out in 1997, 
And it was on his debut album called New Forms. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then in 2008, they remade the entire first album, and it's called New Forms Squared. Mm -hmm. So it was really? re released. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 1997. Man. And you can still drop it like it's hot today. Yes. And absolutely. all the heads will be like, you just see hands and heads bobbing, you know? Yep, yep. I think even yeah, the it, new kids would appreciate this. Yeah. It's just it, well, sexy. Doesn't, it doesn't sound aged. No. Not at all. Like, Not at all. Right. It's so classic and it's so clean that it's it's defied the, the time. It doesn't sound dated at all. Right. And this is one of those ones that, like, you know, it's always a risk when you go to, like, try to remix something. Yeah. But it, I don't know. I I couldn't tell you a single remix of this that I've ever heard. Oh no, there isn't one, and it's okay. There, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't think I don't think that there is just, one. Just leave good alone. Right, you know? right. I will say that when I was first starting to MC, that I would use this vocal. I would rap not the entire thing, but big parts of it yeah. because people knew this song, and I love this song. Right, right. So I would just do the 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 chorus for Brown Paper. And nice. Step, 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 step. And see, I, I you know, I love the vo I just love everything about this song. So that's yeah. why it's in my pick three. Man. Excellent way to start out. Absolutely. With the bat, man. Just swing it. So, uh, you know, we kind of left the terms classic as you know as defined by each of us so for me this is one that i because when we did my crate invasion with my pick three how i have that crate it's just I like title crate invasion i like it. yeah mm -hmm. how we just have those my, my one particular crate is just title classic so that's immediately where i went so that way my i didn't spend mm. the two hours it was more like an hour <laughs> oh, and a half <laughs> it was more like an hour and a half that's the difference between the pros ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> amateurs will lose your day with this episode nice. so for me this is like one of my staples when i think of like a classic dance track So this is a uh, free by Ultranate. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Came out in '98, um, yep. and just kind of one of those. Yeah. Like I'm in a diva house, you know. It's just, it's just me, you know. And, and I am straight. Um, <laughs> but you know, my early experiences as a DJ. Not that there's anything wrong with that. With, with not, not with being straight. No. Um, <laughs> America. Yeah, it's 2018, y'all. Do you? Um, so, my early days as a DJ was like. I think I told you my first exposure was like James Brown is dead. I think was the first electronic track I recall oh. hearing. But so growing up in Tokyo around this time and, and living there, like the one particular club I used to go to just played like a lot of house when I didn't really know what it was back then. But I remember this song clearly being played at like one of those peak moments of the night mm. on, on a pretty routine basis. So yeah. one of those that just latched on to a memory exactly. and stuck with you. Yeah, yeah, it's like stuck in that lizard brain, you know, in that limbic part where just when I go back to those times, you know, like we say, you can remember smells and oh, yeah. sensations and things like that. This is one of those songs that I remember clearly, you know, three o'clock in the morning when everything's peaking, you know, and this track comes on and everybody just goes ape shit. You know? Yep. That's nice. I, I, I think I'm, I may have this on vinyl. I know I have at least two or three alternate songs. I may have this one. Yeah, there's it, 
there was a time where like house music like was so like I you know it ingrained in, in our local rave scene like uh-huh. that like I don't know what happened where that like where that stopped it, well it, it just kind of became its own segregated thing and it, it like you know the Chicago house the diva house mm-hmm. all of that like really big yep. house like it just all of a sudden disappeared and like all of these house DJs just went away or they converted over to like the tech house so, mm-hmm. you know type of yeah. type of sound and stuff like that but um I mean yeah this was all like super feel good stuff yeah, yeah it was it felt really good yeah, yeah like yeah that's yeah. a good way that's a good way to describe it this song just make you feel good when you dance in this yeah. song yeah. You know? yeah that insta smile that yeah you can't help it yep the same thing those first four bars you're like oh <laughs> yeah you put your drink down hopefully you don't get roofied then you're on the dance floor <laughs> or yeah. maybe you do want to get yeah. roofied. Yeah. i don't know some people like this 2018 one. bro do you <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay because wait a minute the song came out in 98 so i'm like in 98 yeah i might have set that drink down <laughs> <laughs> i still felt safe back then yeah <laughs> yeah because ghb didn't really start hitting until about 2000 yeah. 2001 <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. Right about the time I start using the rider on my contract. <laughs> cool, y'all can have all that stuff out there. <laughs> but yeah, I started out playing a house, and I, I totally Same. remember the song. Yeah, yeah. I, I started off playing booty house at first because it was it was quick, it was easy, and it was like you know, bang, 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 yeah, bang. Yeah. But but you know, as as you know, most DJs do. You know, you you start to you know develop a different taste and and you know you kind of grow up and come into sound yeah. and stuff like that and there was there was a period of time where i played all of that that kind of house and you know all of that stuff and it, that that stuff like i said it just made you happy it yeah. made you feel good for sure all right well i brought in this little guy dig it out of my bag here oh the- yes I have that record. <laughs> so when I thought dance classics, the first thing that kind of popped into my mind was sort of the the big beat era, uh-huh. that, that prodigy, crystal method, oh, all yeah. that kind of stuff uh, was kind of where my head went. And so I brought in this track. It's Red Alert by Basement Jacks. Dude. One of my favorite uh, pieces of wax. Dude. I think I bought two copies of that record because I knew I was going to wear it out. <laughs> Yeah, that was one of the ones I, I DJed when I was a resident at Deviate uh, downtown, mm-hmm. and uh, that that would always get played. You couldn't play that before eleven. It was just not. Mm. This got, is, there's rules. Yeah, there's rules. Yeah. Like if it's a heater like that, you definitely played it. You know, after eleven. This is one of those tracks that's. It's also a feel good track, but kind yeah. of in a different way. Mm-hmm. It, it's like feel-good party music. It's got the funk to it, too, yeah. man. It's got yeah. that funk. That's the right. first thing that came to my mind was funk. It already sounds that way. Right. That. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, that makes me want to hear CJ Bowling Sugar is Sweeter Ooh. and all of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Back when I used to have hair. <laughs> me, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Shut up, David. Yeah. <laughs> I'm you, doing my best. You and your here. lovely locks over there. <laughs> and this is one of those tracks that there's like a million different versions of. Oh, well. yes. Yeah. Yes, there is. So this this is what, the club mix, is that correct? I on think the so. Label there? This is on the B-side? I don't remember. Um, there's, uh, on the A-side, it's uh, Jack's Club Mix. Is there one track I think on that side it. or two? Jack's Club Mix. Okay. 
the first one. Yeah. Would be, so, yeah. yeah, that's Eric Marilla, bro. Yeah. yeah. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. Better run, better run. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah. Don't <laughs> panic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sassy little vocal in there yeah. too. Yep. Yeah. A little early sure. bit crushing there. Yeah. 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 Yep. Exactly, dude. And so many memories of so many good parties back then too. Like, and not even parties. Like this one was one of those ones that crossed over into the clubs a lot. Oh yeah. Oh like, yeah. Because I can remember, like in like the nineties, there was like a very clear distinction between club kids yeah. and ravers. Yeah. There. And, yeah. There like, was. Yeah. Like, and there wasn't much crossover. But like, you know, when you got into stuff like Daft Punk, Basement Jacks, and stuff like that, like then that's where you know you could. You could find some common ground. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I heard this plenty of times at like Metro or not Metropolis. Back then, it was called Bourbon Street. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I heard that just as much at Bourbon Street as I did any any given rave in you yeah. know the mid to late nineties or. Yeah. 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 You'll never forget that. Dude, right. Yeah. The right combination of everything. Like, great female vocalist. It's like good lyrics that are catchy. Yep. They yeah. sit well inside the track. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. And, and this is one of those get caught in my head for days tracks, yep. too. Yep. So I've just I've started the process here. I'll be hearing it all week. But. <laughs> and like you said, that early bit crushing, too, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you have to do it. Definitely funk influenced. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're camping out in that low frequency area, yeah. you know, and, and they offset it with that bit crushing, like you said. Yeah, yeah it gives it that kind of a crunchy yeah. sound to it. It's not a very clean track like from a production standpoint right right yeah, yeah. but it's okay like, i think it's allowed to be gritty right. like that yeah. right yeah it's a little it, grimy it sounds like yeah. scratches and dust because it's a little basement bit. jacks yep. you know what i'm saying right right yeah well and that was that that was kind of the point back then like you know i mean you know a lot of our dance music you know it, especially if stuff got released on white labels and stuff like that yeah. almost none of the stuff that we were playing back then was like to the level of clarity and pristine, like right. you know, white lab coat, like yeah, yeah, clarity yeah, yeah. In, di in digital music now, like uh, all of it had like some layer level of grit, and that that was mm. part of the character. Well, of that's because a lot of that was made with mixed gear. You had yeah. a lot of like actual and hardware, hardware yeah. and, yep. and some beginner software, but now it's all inside the box, right? So it's easy to be pristine, yep. but yep. you know, back then they were still blending really well. You, you had you still had a wall full of stuff, yep, but you also had a pretty strong computer. Doing what it could, you know what I mean? Yeah, and you might. For the time, anyway. I'm yeah. going to record this filter sweep, and I'm not 100% sure if it's going to sound like the last time I recorded this filter sweep. Right, exactly. right, right, right. And j just for reference, trip uh, white labels again. 
for some of our listeners that might not be familiar with that? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so white labels were uh, 12-inch records most of the time, um, but uh, a lot of them were either test pressings mm-hmm. or they were pre-releases of a record before it was actually released on the actual label. Okay. Just Like a um, promo? Yeah, promos to give to DJs so that, like... And it had a white label, so you didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And then, like, if you were part of a record pool, you would, like, you know... Scribble something uh, on scribble, there, yeah. Yeah, scribble something on there. But, like, if you got it from a record pool, and then they wanted feedback. Mm-hmm. So what did you think of the track? How many people did you play it for? What was their feedback? Or how did how did it react? And Or, you know, what kind of a, 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 a reaction did it did it get? It's like a soft release, and but you had no idea right. who yeah. produced right. it, who wrote it. Yeah. Um, uh, like one of the biggest ones that I ever got was uh, Paul Oakenfold when he redid U2's Beautiful Day. Mm-hmm. And it was like, as soon as you got it, like, uh, if that's not Oakenfold, I'm pretty sure it's Oakenfold. But if it's not Oakenfold, that's definitely perfecto. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> right. and then like as you're listening to it and then like there's all that, you know, uh, the, the certain stuff, signature. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like that was a huge one. And then like a few months later then it actually came out. So um, but a lot of that stuff, you know, the white labels, a lot of it never actually saw the light of day. Mm-hmm. You know, some of that, a lot of that stuff is test pressing stuff yep. that yeah. like nobody ever actually released it on a big label or it was somebody just, you know, hustling. Trying something out. Yeah, yeah. trying trying to, you know, uh, get their stuff out. But. Then came SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> and fucked it up for everybody. No. I've got one of those white, it was like a white label bootleg. I don't actually own the, the record, but I've got a fairly clean copy of it at least as as much as that exists um it was do you remember infusion the i don't know if it's a group or a one person but they they kind of were in the big dance and a little bit of trance realm Mm-mm. and there was a you familiar with kate bush from the 80s? Yeah. running up yeah, that yeah, hill yeah. running up that hill yeah, so yeah. they did a uh um a bootleg like high energy dance version it's like 130 running? 135 bpm Okay. Uh, you know, four to the floor bootleg of that. And they just, they take, it's like a filter house track almost mm. where they just take a, a loop of the vocals and use that as kind of a hook. And gotcha. man, that there's something about that track. It's not super clean. Again, it's, it's right. pretty rough recording and you could tell it was like a test pressing and they probably couldn't get the rights to release it. But right. it's like, oh man, I just, I wish you I had a clean the version, yeah, yeah. original, cl- pristine version of this <laughs> somewhere. Have you guys gotten a hold of any acetates in your DJ careers? I haven't. Uh, no. Uh-uh. Okay. Yeah. Well, even worse than test pressings, they degrade the dub plates. The, the dub plates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After like yeah. what forty or fifty plays. Yeah, or man. Right. So you just and and you can hear it. <laughs> don't don't dare attempt to scratch because you'll dig that area right out. Right. Right. Yeah. It's just. Ugh. Yeah, no, that's one. That's one thing that I, I never was able to get my hands on. But yeah, yeah does yeah. anybody still do that anymore? Seems like it wouldn't be very. I don't think productive. much so in the U.S. I think it's still yeah. done in the U.K. Yeah. and it's more of a, of a, like a, a promo collectible. Yeah, you know? yeah, right. right. You drop this once to you know once to listen to it one more time to record it and that's it. And right. then you, yeah. you, now you <laughs> right. own it. Yep, and that's and it. That's it. Yep, yep. All right, Will, Mr. Firecat. All right, got so for our number two. My my number two <laughs> <laughs> is uh, a group that really influenced my early days of DJing, and um, they they kind of summarize the different directions musically I was being pulled into, and it's the Freestylers. Oh, um, they had an album nice. where almost every track on the album was a banger. Yep. It was called We Rock Hard. Yes, and um, 
And as I was making this list, I came up with two, and I had to decide between which one of these two off of this album. It was originally Roughneck, um, and I changed it to Dance Hall Vibes. Okay. So we're going to listen to Dance Hall Vibes because that, and we're talking about dirty production, that whole record is dirty. Yeah. Yeah. They had, it was yes. not trying to be pristine at all. Right. Um, and they have... Uh, MC, they got break dancers, and so I, I fell in love with breakbeat. After I left house, it was for breakbeat because I wanted a different type of energy. Very and nice. this was just it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, for me, even though like I I went down the trance route after my house, my my little house obsession there for a little bit. Yeah, no. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, I listened to everything and I consumed everything, and yeah, freestylers. Oh my gosh! Man, this we rock hard. I mean, Dude, that album. I, it was one out. of those things where I bought the album and then I bought every single they released off of it to yes. get the alternate mixes and B sides. Yes, <laughs> yes. I wound up eventually meeting the group and getting a oh. record back from them. So, wow, that was fun. That's yeah. crazy. Now, Punks is one of my favorite tracks by them. Nice. Yeah. I actually play that during CrossFit competitions. Like if it's something where. Had, it's like a strength-based one where they have to lift like a really heavy weight one or two times. Yeah, I'll play that track nice. on there, and you just see you'll see like heads, like especially when the breakdown comes. Right. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, oh. yep, yep, yep. <laughs> original gangsters. Yes. Yeah, and this has also got that speed garage little yes. feel to it. Yep, that, that hollowed out bass. Yep. Right. Uh, just yeah. Continuation of, of of varying pieces of a theme. Yep. And just that same driving, like complex, but yet. It even hints at drum and bass a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Know, I was gonna breaks, say it's almost. But it hints at it, you know. Yeah, like it, it's almost ominous. Yeah, but yeah. like it's, it's a wink. Yeah, yeah it is yeah, a wink. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it's yeah. solid at like one twenty-eight, where you yes, can, you know, yeah. get in there and get your breaks on. Right, right. And yeah. I wish to God they made breaks like this today. Right. You know, a little bit more refined, but still like really edgy. Yep. And I'd be all over it. Yeah, I'd be all over it. I think new school breaks kind of. Kind of blew that out of the water. Yeah, they they went in a weird direction. I think personally, yeah, yeah. they got a little ethereal, and it was more like the structure and not the feeling. Like I feel like they lo brace lost the feeling. Yeah, like it was breakbeat. Yeah, like, you just turned it into breaks, and that's a it's a simulation. Yeah, it, yeah. it felt a lot thinner. So. Right, right. One of the reasons I definitely picked this track is it's got weight to it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And and like you said, I mean everything off of that. That's one of those like. Those iconic albums, like classic yeah. albums, that from start to finish. 1998. Yeah, there's not a single track on there that you would skip because it's all that good. I don't know if it's the same album or not, but uh, my wife, she's not into dance music at all. Okay. Um, but she, one of her favorite songs happens to be uh, Push Up by yeah. Freestyle. Yeah, yeah, it's not on that album. But okay. it is definitely a good song. Since we're talking dance class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, right. That one, and she likes uh, Eric Pridz's version of Call On Me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, like, right there. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> just enough to, like, kind of take, take a theme, pause for a minute, 
It right. still sounds like it's all part of the same idea. It's yeah. all the, it's the, new the ideas same. on song construction is what yeah, this song has. Yeah. I mean, we kind of have a, a standard pattern of thinking about you know where the rise goes, where the break goes, where the breakdown goes, how long it is, and all the structure. Yeah, yeah. But these guys, did, I mean, this song, if you really break it down, is produced into these little bits. Yeah, right. And these right. are moments that happen inside the song and give it variation, but they're not really introducing a whole bunch of stuff. Exactly. They're just kind of doing these alternate arrangements and throwing at you and, you know, throwing them at you. Right. And I loved it. Yep. I absolutely loved and, it. And, and the the glue that holds it all together is that, that, that vocal yep. all the way through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so these guys, when they played in a live band, they brought out a guitarist, a drummer. Hmm. They brought out both of their MCs, Navigator and Turner Fly, and... Instead of what we have today with these chicks with hula hoops and you know all of our go-go dancers, and unless you're at a Borgor show and he's got maybe a stripper on a pole behind him, but, uh, allegedly, the free, the free yeah, allegedly, it's just Judy from accounting, really. Yes. <laughs> she needed the extra money. She's gonna be a massage therapist. One she day. was in town this yeah. week, uh, but yeah, the freestylers brought out break dancers and b boys. Mm. To rock on stage with them, which I nice. thought was awesome. Yeah, nice. absolutely. Because that's a, I don't know about anywhere else in the world, but like we used to have a thriving breakbeat scene oh, here, totally with did. tons of b boys and b girls, and like every party you went to, there was a circle. Yeah. And oh and, yeah. And and that's something that we are missing uh, somewhere along the line. Like the b the the the, the b boy culture. Yeah. yeah. They they just disappeared, or they they're just s- they're still here, but they like they float in and then they're gone. Right. Mm. right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I feel yeah. that they're like ninjas, and it's like, and they steal the crowd. Every like they know what they're doing. Yeah, they, like, they, they walk, walk in. Right, and they're like, they, this is our dance floor now. Because they <laughs> set up the circle right in front of the DJ. Right, yeah. right, yeah. And I appreciate that. I'm like, I can Amen. see you. I got you. Oh yeah, yep. Wait, yeah. that's happened to me before. And I'm like, yeah, let's get like I start like eyeballing him and kind of like feeling like I'm working with him. Right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, wait, I got some breaks. Let me let me switch this over. Yeah, yeah. And and you know it got to a point where like some of us were really trying to get them back out. Yeah. To the parties, to where we were like reaching out to the B Boy crews, like, hey, if you guys come, we'll just give you like, you know, it, you're on the list. Yeah, you're on the list. Just come, yeah. you know, come, show people what it is that you do, and 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 bring that culture. They carry back. weight. I got yeah. two yeah. bottles of water for each one of y'all, man. Come yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Nice choice, man. Thank Very you. Good Thank choice. you. What do you got for us, Mr. Modingo? So for me, again, going back to my roots with dance music, like I told you, like when I first came on the show that, you know, growing up in Japan, we kind of got things a little bit earlier than the rest of the United States. So this is one where uh, I think it was actually when I got stationed back in Japan. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty positive. It's the first time I heard this, but it's uh, Live and Joy and the track's called Dreamer. I'm a yeah, that's yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. and again, totally and this. again, I am straight. Um, <laughs> I, I will fiercely defend this. Fiercely, but the this the reason why I remember this one is because the girl that sings on the track, like she's got a very decent voice, and she's actually singing. But then there's a part where she starts like getting really like she she raps through a certain portion of it, but she still maintains that cadence and uh, just the quality of her voice. Like right now. Like when she gets into it, you're like, damn, that's pretty impressive. Oh, I know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it took me a second. Yeah. That's that that's that old school Robin S bass. Yeah, the night crawlers (laughs) and all that. Crystal waters. Yep, yep, yep. 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 
doing some research, it actually uh, made some movement here in the United States. But you know, I was living in Japan at the time, yeah. so I didn't, wasn't really sure about that. But it got up pretty high in the charts. It said, "Oh, we played it. Yeah, know. definitely, we played it at the club." Yeah. In this part. Oh yeah. Yeah, those keyboard stabs yeah, were yeah. stabs. Yep, yep. It's cool though, because I, I love house tracks where you can, where you can still really hear the disco. You know what I mean? Like it yeah, hasn't. Right. It's, <laughs> it's still intentional. There. Yeah. 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 Disco ain't dead. It just reincarnated. Right. Right. Yeah. choice man yeah yeah i'm feeling i'm feeling a little nostalgic and yeah. i don't i don't often get nostalgic <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> that's good stuff man like it, yeah because like i often like look back like when i first got into raving it was with a particular group of people and and the way i got into that like you know, it, it was a different culture. You know, I, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to say anything bad about it because that, that's not. It's not right, how it's I different. meant. Yeah, yeah but it, like there was definitely like a difference in like the club scene that I was in at the time, where there was like all this polish and all the lights and there's you know the bartenders and the drinks and mm-hmm. the wall of TVs and yeah, you know, buddy. And all, you know, and all that stuff. But then like when I got into raving, then like. You know, dirty people in a tent. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it, it, it was it was dirty. I missed the club. Yeah, we, we, we call, you know, here on the show, as Bo affectionately refers to it as dirty warehouse rave. Yeah, dirty yeah. ass yeah, rave. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. And, 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 you know, so there was like, and so the music was similar but different. But like, you know, I started off in clubs before I ever saw a rave. So like for me, like stuff like this, like really calls back to like, you know, like I said, Bourbon Street, that was my club. You know what I mean? Like, and um, when I hear stuff like this, it reminds me of like that, uh, that like Gigi D'Ostino, uh, oh, wow. uh, I'll Fly With You, and like uh, the Venga Boys, and yeah. like just uh, the Robin S, and like Crystal Waters, all that stuff that we just rattled off. Like, Dude. all of that stuff. Like, you could put that shit on a playlist and, and man, let it go. Just let it go. I'm, yeah. And I'm 17 <laughs> sneaking in again. Like, <laughs> So check this. You know, this song came out in 1994. Yeah. I'm deployed in 2015 and I'm DJing with a guy from, uh, he's with the Royal Air Force with uh, the, uh, uh, with, with Great Britain. Yep, yep. Yeah, he, dropped, yes. he drops this track one night. <laughs> I run over and I give him a big fucking hug. I was like, God damn it. I have not heard this song in 20 years, dude. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. yeah. So it's been steady in my rotation ever since uh, that awesome. deployment. Nice, yeah. man. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, he, he really reconnected me with a lot of tracks that I had forgotten about. Forgotten it. Like about, that Super yeah. Stylin' I played one time for mm-hmm. you guys. Yep. Yeah. I'm sad because now I miss records. <laughs> like I'm over here having a moment, man. <laughs> oh, they're yeah. still around, man. Yeah. No, they no, I know anywhere. No, I know exactly where they're at. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I don't miss carrying all those records in those crates, but Amen to I that. am totally after hearing these two songs you've picked. I'm totally wanting to go back and go and see how much stuff I have yeah. that I've forgotten about just because I haven't had my hands on it. Hey, right? m- maybe you we could take mean? a road trip and do a crate invasion. Uh-oh. Oh, there you go. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. 
All right, we're going to get on to a great dance classic here in just a moment, but I need to cut in here just for a moment to tell you about Bandzoogle and how they can help you to create a new stunning DJ website in just minutes. So you can choose from hundreds of mobile-friendly themes, and then you can customize your design and your content in just a few simple clicks. Now this is a great setup that they've got. They've got all kinds of great built-in features for DJs, producers, and musicians of all kinds, including tools to sell your music and your merch commission-free. You've got tools to build your mailing list and to be able to send out fan letters, newsletters to your fans. You've got integrations with all your online services that you already use, like social media, Twitter, Instagram, that kind of stuff, as well as SoundCloud. And they provide you with live support seven days a week. So we've been teaming up with Banzoogle to bring you a 15% off discount. They're already great prices. To get in on this great deal, all you need to do is go to bandzoogle.com. That's B-A-N-D-Z-O-O-G-L-E.com and use the coupon code PASSION. Or you can go to the show notes for this episode of the Passionate DJ Podcast and click a link that will take you right there with that 15% discount already applied. So definitely go and check out Banzoogle. It's websites built for musicians by musicians. All right, Will, I've held out long enough. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, this isn't, I, I don't know if I would call this straight up trance. It's kind of, it's kind of pop trance. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, if you'll the excuse me kind. from the show, <laughs> I've been asked to leave. Um, this is uh, by a man named ATB. Mm. Yeah, 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 that's oh. fine. This Which is, Tony just opened for recently, well, didn't Can he? I see the sleeve? There. Yes, this... Uh, Track is titled um, 9 p.m. Okay, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I know which one. I, I yeah, know this, which one this is. This one's okay. I'm not, my hand's not burning. The material <laughs> seems to be okay. This one's fine. Yes, 9 p.m. Uh, till I come. Uh, the club mix is what I had picked out there. Okay. There, there's, this is a double LP, and there's like a million versions here, but whoops. There we go. I, you brought up Metropolis in Cleveland the other day. I actually mm. saw him yeah. play up there a few years back. This was one of the first trance records that I ever bought yeah uh, from Clubhead records uh, when they were on uh was that walnut uh, Wal- no oh no no Maine was he on Maine yeah or yeah it was no you're right it's yeah. Main Street yep it was um, on Maine and uh I remember going in there like you know early on when I was picking up like Armand van Helden records and oh, you yeah. know all that stuff right but then like when I started first getting into trance and then I, I went in there and I was like Bob I'm looking for this particular sound. He's like, oh, God. Like, you could tell I was really disappointing him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I need you to find this song for me I heard at a club. Right. Yeah. So then, like, but, like, and, you know, I'm telling him that, and he's, so then, like, he's, like, ordering these records because I'm buying them all. <laughs> but, yeah, this one was definitely one of the very first, like, trance records that I ever and bought. Th- this was when trance records got popular because of some iconic lead or sound right. or synth that was in it and this is a great example of that yeah this right, right here right there yep. it is and the crazy part about this is that like exactly what you just said that what made trance 
popular was like those iconic like super saw leads yeah and stuff at least like at that. the end of the 90s which right. is when this came out but that's what makes this one so different is that that is not a super saw like, right people often mistake that as like being a, a a guitar but it's like you know just a bendy kind of synth you pluck know synth, uh, yeah, yeah like a pluck mono uh, you know monophonic type of thing with a bend on it and it's not horrible like a saw is it's pretty right. like a sunrise right <laughs> which is funny because the first time i heard this song was uh, a rave on a beach when i was yeah. stationed in japan there you go yeah, yeah. and the sun was coming up there and you just go. like it was just like beautiful <laughs> trance you know, is safe music to leave a party with like yes. if yeah. like yeah. You're like, oh god, I'm frazzled. I need to get home. This, what is the safest thing I can let trance will guide you safely home. Right. <laughs> Many a well, night we've come back from you know four hour trip and it's like, who's got a transmix? I know one of you in this car have a transmix. <laughs> you know, put it on right now. I love it. Now, this wasn't a song that I really had a particular story or anything to associate with, unfortunately. But when, when we talk dance classics, this is the kind of thing that, that comes to my mind, you yeah. know. And so I, I pulled this out of the shelf. I'm like, yeah, because anybody who's who listened to anything close to trance at that time will hear, even if it's been that long since they've heard it, they're going to hear that lead and go, oh, that song. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. Right. Exactly. That's trance? Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. And I'd be hard pressed to call this trance, but I guess it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's a little on the poppy side. Of yeah, trance, it is, you know, and it's it. I like that it's kind of clean. There are not like angelic strings floating and pads constantly layered on layered. So right, it still has. I mean, but that was ATB did a lot of that driving force stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think I, when a lot of people leaned into trance, I leaned into electro. Mm. Okay. Uh, yeah. So. I think the only downfall for me for ATB is like, you know, when somebody finds a sound and then they latch on to it, you know, and that that is such a unique sound it is. that, okay, that's cool. That that's your sound. But then like he just overdid it with everything on that. Like, how much of it becomes your signature and how much can you, you know, deviate from it? Yeah, it, right. It's right. funny that you went straight to that because I was just getting ready to say, I think this song is ATB's Sandstorm. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know I, I would mean? play Absolutely. Sandstorm right after this. <laughs> right. if I well, can, I mean, in the you, sense that he found a, a, a sound that works and, and was like, I'm going to go with this for a while. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 But and, around and that. No hate, you know, no, on, no, not on at that all. at all. But, you know, but when when you really like an artist and then you want to support that artist, but then like after the 15th single and it's the same synth, just yeah. a different melody line, like. Yeah. Okay, well, you got to vary it up a little bit. But that's that's kind of the musician's curse, right? Like right. You, it is. you, you right. either stick with that sound and people get tired of it, or you play something different and they say, change? this isn't ATV. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But, but then a lot of people, I mean, you could definitely tell this is like a Euro oh, yeah. sound. Yeah. It, you know, it, during that time, it was very, all the European stuff sounded very distinct. Yeah. You know, very ethereal and like yeah. pretty, like yeah. you said. Yeah. I, I think it's because Americans were still coming off of their disco trip. So things took either a disco flavor or kind of a hip-hop flavor, whereas in the UK, they definitely took an electro feel, a lot more experimentation. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, they weren't coming fresh off of disco like we were. They were already 
in synth heaven with synth pop over there. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, nice pick, dude. And that, yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, that doesn't even ring my trance alarm, dude. <laughs> I tried. So. To, I mean, I tried to keep them reasonable. Yeah. I could. I could have brought in some. I'm glad some, you did. Some trance. Uh oh. But <laughs> some binary finery. <laughs> Little grease two thousand. Yes. <laughs> All right. Pick three, your final track, Mr. Fire. Final track what you is got? Gangnam Style. No, I'm just <laughs> It is not. God, that almost Style. qualifies. Yeah. <laughs> um, he didn't say epic, he said classic. Yeah. So technically, it's still the freestylers, right? But it's a remix by Flux Pavilion, and what he's done with this remix sounds absolutely nothing like the original song. Okay. Um, so he did this remix and released it in May, like mid mid to late May 2012, and it's of the song Cracks uh, featuring Bell Humble, which was put out in 2010 by the Freestylers. And if you listen to them without the vocal, you could not tell they're the same song. Flux did a completely different musical rewrite for it and turned it into dubstep. Where the other one was more electro. Right. Okay. And I think that this song is classic for two reasons. It comes back to that great juxtaposition of like a vocal over something that is really powerful mm -hmm. happening, yes. but complements it. Right. Like mm -hmm. the way it's assembled, and, and it could be argued that his job was easy because he's a remixer, not, a, not necessarily a creator, but he created everything else for this other than the vocal. Right. So it, it comes together so well and so natural. And then he picked enough for the lyric that when you listen to it, it means something. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, she's talking about heartbreak and she's talking about coming back from that a little bit. And she's talking about fractures. And he puts all that in the music and I love it. I think it's brilliant. I think it's genius. Yeah. It's powerful. I absolutely love this this version yeah. of this song yeah like, period like I, absolutely out of any other version like this is the one that i always gravitated toward and that was even after like even now like even though i've kind of i don't want to say i've moved on from dubstep i still right. hear some that i do like but like for the most part like i stopped playing dubstep i stopped researching dubstep but like this is one of those tracks that you know genre would be damned it's yep. in my playlist yep. Yeah, and it's it's got a softer feel, but it's really powerful. Yeah, like it sounds great. Like he mastered it so well, it sounds great on a loud system. Yeah, you yeah. know some some tracks, some remixes sound like some remixes are more like mashups. Yep, and they sound like mashups. Yep, and then you have something like this where they just take a theme or a vocal track or whatever and they make a real actual cohesive new creation yeah yeah yep. and that's yeah. Exactly those are both what cool for their like. own reasons but this is a, this is different than that yeah. yeah so again this is in my crossfit crate when it's girls doing like a heavy strength this is one of the ones i put in there because it's her vocals are so powerful gotcha. and she's talking about being strong through yep. all this nice you know so then like but then that heavy dubstep stuff so like, right so yeah. you got your little aggression yeah. you got your yeah. power there yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't want to, feel, you know, seem like I'm jocking Flux. I've played with him several times. And sure. I, I remember playing with him in Columbus, and he dropped this track, and I was waiting. I was, I had moved well into fanboy mode. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, I know what you're finna do. I talked you in the green room. Come on, play it, play it, right, play it, play right, it. Play right, it. Right, right. You're like a dog wagging his tail, wanting to hear this in Columbus. And when he played it, like I knew he would, toward the bottom of the set, 
you could just see the wave it yeah. hit the people with. Yeah. And I was like, that, you know, that's what a song should do. Yeah. When it can hit them with yeah. that. And it was visible, it was palpable. When that drop hit, it was just. It, yeah, chills. Yeah, yeah, I'm it was sure. fantastic. And, you know, that's one of the, the, the cool things that I did love about dubstep, especially when it blew up in our area. Yeah. Is that, like, you know, for us. You know, DJs, like, we know, you know, most people say that dubstep is 70 BPM. Right. Well, yeah. right. But, you know, for us, we look at it more like, well, it's 140, yeah. but it, it's playing at half that. Like, right. So for us, like, when we talk 140, you know, that's that's some pretty fast techno or, or trance or, you know, th- those types of things that we used to get, really get bodies moving with. Yeah. yeah. But it's a different motion. It's a different motion. Right. And, right. and now, like, it, with so when... Du- so when I always faster right, sounding right. when it's 4-4. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, when, when uh, dubstep all first hit and then, like, you know, you got... All of this like body motion of hands up, hands right. down, the, the, the breast step. Right, oh, yeah. man, and it was just like, okay, this is what's going to bring it back for us. Yeah, and, and it did. Yeah. I mean, you know, I always explain it to people did. like a Brit, and I'm like, can't you do the maths, bro? <laughs> it's, it's halftime, bro. Right, yeah. right. What do you mean, how do I dance to it? But, <laughs> can't you do the maths, bro? But then, but then talking to Dave, like, if you're someone who's used to counting on the fours, you're like, you're like no, just it, it's cut in half. He's like, okay, two. Four, two, four, two, four, yeah. No, 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 yeah, bro. Count, count the snares, yeah. Right, count the snares. Right, right. <laughs> Click clock, bro. Come on. <laughs> Can you do the maths? Yeah. Very nice, very nice. How does the ting go? Man, the ting go like this. Can't you do the maths, bro? You hear it right there, man. Listen, if I have to do the interview for like this for the rest of the time, man, you... We're going to do the muffs. <laughs> We're going to bring you back as an entirely new guest, I think, is how that's right. going to work. Skitty rap. Yeah, you're going to need another moniker for that. Oh, yeah. I'll do it. Man, like Catfire, step back on the mic, man, with the pit tree. <laughs> this one. Hot fire. Pond him. Bad selector won't want to book him no more. <laughs> Tell you what, boy. <laughs> him not getting paid anything but a Heineken. That's what he woke up with tonight. Huh? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. All right, Mo, we better cut this guy off. All right. So, you know, again, sticking with that dancey type stuff. Hit me with it. I'm ready. Um, but uh, Trip, he kind of... Um, he he kind of said the name a little bit ago, so I'll just let you guys tell the fans what this is. Oh. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. No way. Like, and this is the right version. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, this, it is. With the little scat in there. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's Gigi D'Agostino. Uh, yeah. I'll fly with you. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, I remember this clear as day because Bourbon Street, the DJ at the at Bourbon Street. This would be the last song that they would play in the quote unquote underground, underground room. room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> every every Thursday night, Thursday and Sunday was college night, and no, it never failed. That was the the last song that they would play. I know this song, but I don't remember this version. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, there was one where he would just ba 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 yeah, yeah. do the whole time. Yeah. This, yeah, this one has the vocal on it. Right. This was one of those ones that it was just like, 
like it, it just so ingrained. It, it, it cleared the bar like everybody <laughs> oh, would yeah, run to the yeah. dance floor. Yeah. Every, yeah, yeah. Everybody was heading to Denny's or Perkins afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's our last dance. Let's go. <laughs> right. Again, you know, it's a little cheesy, a little poppy. Oh yeah, but very much again, so. one of those like feel good songs. Yeah, like yeah. you just wanted to get up because actually, is again a track I played on my deployment and one of the pictures that they used on uh, one of the uh, billboards for one of the shows we were doing. It's three of us back behind the booth and we're like, got our arms stretched out, like just smiling and we're singing this song yeah. as they're taking the picture. I'll have wow. to dig it up and see if I can find it. <laughs> but you can tell like we're totally loving it and enjoying oh, the song. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah the, like, like I said, any anything that comes from that era for me, like coming from that club environment, yeah. you know, tons of great memories, lots of great people, like just had a lot of had a lot of good times yeah. Uh, yeah, wrapped up in, in, in music like this like you know like you were saying before you didn't have any specific memory tied to a song but it's more like a time period yeah you know yeah. a little nostalgia thing going I'll on I'll tell you there. what else about this song is it was tied to a period where you could buy records blindly based on the label amen to if that if it came out on IHR I was buying, buying it. it yeah I was buying it if it came yep. out on Guidance Records I was yep. buying it I don't care who it was yeah in the trance world it was Hooge or actually Hooge was you know they had some crossover between like the half decent house and the like tribally kind of you know yeah you mentioned perfecto earlier yeah, too perfecto, and I was like, it was one of those labels uh, like, platypus yep. uh all of that yep. uh, like renaissance all of that you know in, in terms of the trance world oh man um it, you know it's it, you're you're absolutely right like just it, you you could look at a label and you could pretty much tell even if it wasn't one of the big ones like right. yeah if somebody put enough uh effort into the uh, into the label and the artwork. You knew it was at least half decent. Yeah, plus labels used to be a lot more homogenous back in the day, mm. so they, yeah. they were really on one type of sound. So you, if you found a label and found an artist that did that, you know, everybody on that label was making that sound type of yeah. sound. Right, right, that right. music curation started at the label yep, it before did. it even got to the DJ. It did. Yeah. Unfortunately, when a labels was have, actually A&R. Yeah, they've <laughs> opened up to like, oh, this is hot, I think it'll sell. Does it fit your brand identity? My what? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, I think it'll sell. Oh, okay. And if right. I remember right, I think this actually got played on the radio a little bit, oh, too. Oh, I, yeah, I wouldn't yeah, doubt yeah. it, yeah. yeah. Well, this is just when I was moving back to the States, so right. it's kind of blurry for me, like, where right. I heard yeah, it, yeah. so... Oh yeah, well done, man. Great stuff. I can't believe you actually. That was yeah. one. Of, so when you said you it, I was like, out. "Oh, like, son of a bitch!" <laughs> he, he looked at your notes. <laughs> you say, "Were you over there twitching the whole time?" I like, was like, "Damn it, he knew one of them." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we wrap up the segment, sure. Remember, I told you because I'm not like the pro. I took a long time doing this assignment. I even printed it out for you people who oh, can't. Um, I have an honorable mention. I didn't bring the track, but I just wanted to give an honorable mention. Absolutely. Okay. Um, Dead Mouse and Cascades. I remember. Oh. Okay. okay. Um, and I didn't, like I said, I didn't bring the track, but it has a lot of the qualities of stuff we heard tonight. You know, mm -hmm. uh, especially a lot of stuff you picked, Mo. Uh -huh. it has that great vocal in it. Good content. And like it's you know, it's, it's, it's got some of the trans formula in the, in the fact that it has that ethereal kind of uh, pads. Yeah, here we go. Thank you. Yeah, um, yeah. it's Don't got some work going on. That'll it's, get us taken down for sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's got some etherealness in it, and uh, it's so well constructed. And I heard something as I listened to it in the studio today at Studio Volume, and I heard a technique in the in the production that I hadn't paid attention to before. He uses these bass swells 
on the bottom of, I think it's every fourth measure, so that he's not completely reducing the sub-bass frequency, but he lets it swell up. Right. only So you get mm. this pulsating feel from the song, then, but it's really slow, and it's only in the sub-bass frequencies. Nice. It's a great little trick, and I know this song has it, and I was like, man, that's, that's one of the things that makes this song feel so warm and organic. Yeah, it feels yeah. like it's moving, you know? We've and talked on on this show before about Dead Mouse's like production techniques and just yeah. like yeah. especially when he first started like blowing up, you know, with like the Community Funk era. Yeah, you know uh, when he was uh, that that was a remix he did of Boomer Funk uh, stuff and like you know just the clarity in his samples and and his sound design and all of that. Yeah, and then kind of going back to what we were talking about with the Roni Size thing, where you know every sound had a place in the mix, but then like you could highlight any one of those sounds yeah. at any given point. Yep. And he does, you know, just stuff comes in, stuff comes out, but like it all comes back to like the big picture and it's all very homogenous. It all fits together. And it's, it, 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 it it's one of those like creative, like masterpiece type of things that he's, he just figured he figured it out and, yeah. and, and nailed it. And, and and this song specifically, this version, um, although we can't play too much of it, uh, was a great utility because of the way the song works. You could go from that song into trance. You could yes. go into mm-hmm. electro. You can go into like some more vocal house. You could, right. It lets you, it was like such a great utility for the DJ to have this song. Now, it did get victimized by a million and a half remixes because everything that has the the power this song has right. does right so there are a million and a half remixes. it was even in uh the soundtrack to the wii version of goldeneye 007 oh wow <laughs> interesting it's like a nightclub scene and this was the song that was played. There was some huh. edit of this somebody get a deal huh. yeah. yeah what were but, you gonna say no as far as the talking about the million remixes of it though yeah. aside from this one my favorite one is the shibasan remix i think I've that shit that. is chunky yeah yeah super sexy I think that quality is is true of a lot of Dead Mouse tracks too. Like the, especially as like more uh, proggy stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like I could use this in a lot of different contexts. Yeah, just like you know, people kind of shit on Dead Mouse a lot, and, and we've been guilty of that too. But sure. honestly, like his, a lot of his work is really versatile, and like the production quality too. Like yeah. some some of his tracks, like I've used just as layers. Oh yeah, in tracks. Yeah just because they add so much like in the tops like there's just so much interesting stuff happening there right know? right i gotta tell you like I, I i not to derail too far or to ride dead mouse's jock too much is this about throwing dead mouse out of truck after a bad gig <laughs> <laughs> that was the last time you were okay on. okay <clears throat> and i'm still not telling that story <laughs> because there's an nda that says i can't <laughs> all right um no but like uh, anybody who's listened to the show uh, or or knows me knows that I'm a huge like uh, Nine Inch Nails fan, and uh, one of Trent Reznor's other projects is called How to Destroy Angels, and they did a track called uh, Ice Age. What a rude thing to do, destroying <laughs> angels. How rude! <laughs> How rude! But the so this track Ice Age, you know. If, for a nine inch nailsy, you know, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, uh, and you know, all that for their type of thing that they have been doing, um, you know, in the same vein as like the Facebook soundtrack from that, from that movie and all that. So kind of soundscapey, but then it's got this pretty female vocal. It's his wife that's doing it and all that stuff. Great track. But Dead Mouse took it and like flipped it on its side and like did this like, 
super deep, warm, chunky, but still glitchy and mechanical kind of mm. like remix of, of that track. And I, I can barely listen to the original now because right. of Sometimes what he did. Sometimes the remix will do that. Right. Like, and, you know, uh, like like you said, I mean, it, a lot of people shit on him. And, you know, sometimes his own attitude kind of invites that. And we've, and you know, we've kind of, you know. We've harassed but, him about yeah, it. Yeah, Batman got a bad attitude. He's still got fans. <laughs> <laughs> right. Batman is a dickhead. <laughs> But you know, we so we've 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 poked him a couple of times with some pointing sticks. But you know, but at the end of the day, like he is who he is, and he's an extremely talented individual, and he's 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 really nailed some stuff. So for him to even be an honorable mention, yeah, I I, I have no. Yeah, he was one of those that. people. Where it was like I was out running to the bank, and it like. That song popped back up. I'm like, man, maybe I'll just put it on the sheet and they'll let me say it. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to. We said pick three, not three and a half, you fool. You're not the first person who's brought in an honorable mention. We've, or, we've all or, done that a time or two. Yeah, yeah. Some, a couple of times, pick threes have turned into pick fives. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Yeah. You're Sweet. like, well, we still have a few minutes at the end, so right. uh, I brought in 12 other tracks. Yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, why don't I just play a set for you guys? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to wrap up with this track. Um, this is uh, also in the realm of trance, but I think I think you might still forgive me, Will. All right, um, we'll, we'll, see. we'll see how it goes. Uh, only based on your reaction to ATV. This is Paul Van Dyke, but this is like, I want to say 1994. Yeah, we've uh, been solidly yeah. back in the 90s, uh, the late 90s. Yeah, so this, was, this was before he got uh, a little crazy with the BPM and the melodies, and it got kind of like really hyperactive trance. And right. this is going back to more of his roots in that area, and this is uh, for an angel. Mm, okay. It might pass just based on the time test. And so this is, um, like I said, I think the original came out in 94, and then this is technically an edit or a remix of it. It's PVD's E-Work Club Mix, and this one came out in 98. So you'll hear a little bit of the 98 in this, where sure, it's, sure. it's a little more energetic. The, the drums have picked up, if you're familiar with the original, but overall it's pretty much the same track. And this is another one of those that just has a very iconic melody that brings you back to a certain era and in this case rather than being that atb bendy synth it's a piano lead. right Whew. boy that's fast it is yeah, fast. Yeah. It definitely <laughs> i'm getting a little stressed out right now well what's great is that i i remember when you know this was getting started for trans djs you yeah. know back yeah. in back yep. in those days yeah it's almost got the running from the cops sound to it. <laughs> drinking wine or running from the cops? Yeah. <laughs> I think that says a lot about a track if you can do either. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Definitely remember this stuff, man. Whew. So the the drums are picked up a little bit from the original, and I think that acid line, yeah, right there. I yeah. think that's added. So it's it's just a little more energetic version, but not sure. it's not vastly different. I, I clearly remember this version though. This is one of my early trance tracks. That I say it had to be because I remember being like almost into my thirties when this track came out. So I've been listening to this stuff for a while. Yeah. 
that heavy use of the arpeggiator. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Got probably three versions yeah. of this. Somewhere. So just the, the combination of this little synth line yeah. and then the piano that comes layers in afterward right. is just one of those things that sticks with you. And the funny thing about this track is the first the first time I heard this wasn't wasn't like the first trance song I heard. Sure. It was just one of the early ones, but the first time I heard it I didn't really get it because I was expecting super saws. Right, and right. big epic trance and a big breakdown and the whole thing and this didn't have it and so I didn't understand why it was considered a classic when right. I discovered it right you know right uh, but over time it it grew on me pretty quick well and you know for for me like back during that time that was the hard part when you went record shopping as a trance DJ because as a trance DJ you only got to play eight records <laughs> in, in a one hour set in, in a one hour set yeah, like, right. so, like, <laughs> so, like, you had to be really careful about what you were picking out to play. But, like, if you pick, all the songs were 11 minutes long, right? Like, yeah, and, and, and granted, like, so, like, when I one of the things I pride myself on was being able to mix for three minutes at a time, yeah, you know, oh, carrying your mixes, yeah, yeah, doing those extended three, sometimes four minute mixes. You know, as long as you were able to find stuff that didn't clash too much and that keys matched yeah. and stuff like that, right? But like, the hard part was finding stuff that wasn't overly laden with super saws and huge yeah. synths and stuff like that. Because as a DJ, you want to take people on a journey, you know. And as a, as a trance DJ, if everything is going balls to the wall, super saws everywhere, then like, you're playing dubstep. <laughs> right, right. And and that was the hard part was to try to find those those tracks that allowed you to mix peaks and valleys and 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 an overall progression over eight tracks yeah you know so like or even if you if you were lucky enough to like convince a promoter hey look man i played trance let me get an hour and a half yeah you know have fun with that you know two hours was not very often you know most most of the time i could convince somebody to give me 90 minutes and then that means i got to play 12 tracks yeah <laughs> so you know but it was one of those things that like in order to find tracks like this you know and and um uh, Digweed was good for that as well, you know. Uh, Sasha, you know, coming up with these tracks that allowed you to have some depth mm. without like just totally throwing, you know, all these huge sounds right into somebody's yeah. face. It was a lot harder to like mix harmonically back then yeah. and, and stuff like that too. So you, you combine all those factors together and it makes it difficult. Yep. Yeah, when I first started DJing, it was DJing house, but the guy that taught me how to mix and everything, he was a trance DJ. Mm -hmm. And I guess he never really clearly explained to me that I don't have to have a three minute like transition with house music. Right. Well, normally because you couldn't because house house tracks didn't last nine minutes. <laughs> right. And I remember like my when eleven. I, yeah, when I first started uh, <laughs> DJing around when I when I left Japan and, and got around other people, like man, you hang your mixes for a really long time, and like I didn't. 
I didn't understand why they were confused by that. Right. I'm blending, fool. Watch yeah. me now. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, just those really slow, methodical like yeah. transitions. They're like, you, they're like, you hang for a long time. And I was like, okay. But just how I was trained, so it was really weird. Well, and that was like the crazy part was that that was like the most thankless part about being a trans DJ. Like everybody gave you shit because like you were a you trans played, DJ. Well, it, that <laughs> and you played eleven. Thank you, Mo. <laughs> But like, you know, and you played these like ultra long songs or whatever. But like, you know, when you're you're not just mixing the last 32 with no. the first 32, like, oh. you know, when you're mixing two and three minutes at a time, like mm-hmm. actively mixing both tracks, sometimes three, three if, you're, yeah. if you're doing three turntables and found like, you know, techno records or something that had those layers that you like to put on top of stuff. And by the way, pitch corrections on trance music are noticeable. No, very noticeable. <laughs> Here, let me do one now. Yeah. Right, because you're altering the shape of the right. universe. <laughs> Somebody divided by zero. Like. <laughs> one, yeah, like, you did that and one girl stopped dancing somewhere in the world. Yeah, <laughs> that butterfly effect. looked up at the sound system and just stopped dancing. Yeah, that was the butterfly effect yeah. right there. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, and, and that was like the most thankless part because like everybody gives you all this shit about being a trans DJ and playing, you know, only eight tracks. But then like, you know, here I am, I'm mixing for three fucking minutes yeah. and you're not appreciating these fucking layers that I'm putting together and how I'm expertly, seamlessly blending this shit together. They don't so, care how the planets move. That's right. They just want them to move around them in stars and shiny that's light. That's right. That's right. But yeah. They just want their tofu Excellent. burgers. Excellent. Thank Great you choice. Will, thanks so much for joining Thank us again, man. Thank you for having me yeah. out once again. This I very much appreciate it, man. And uh, we'll have to have you back always, again. Yeah. Yeah. Bring me back on yes. the I Love Trans episode. <laughs> <laughs> on that episode. Oh, that's not what this was. No. Oh. I'll actually... Oh, oh, John Rabash, a completely different style of music. It pro- <laughs> probably Happy hardcore. Yeah. I mean, that's an easy target, though, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, put a heart attack on a record. Okay. Hold my drink. <laughs> and this has been the Passionate DJ Podcast. Later. See you guys. Later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
fun of white labels for me anyway, because, you know, back then, like, you know, we're a bunch of DJs that are like shopping in, in record stores. So you're at the mercy of like whatever is at whatever record store that you're in. So for like me, like, uh, example, uh, I I love that uh, that remix of New Order's uh, "Confusion." Oh, the from, one that was on Blade, Blade soundtrack, soundtrack? Yeah. right, right. So like, but couldn't find it anywhere, you know, and was not like, even the Blade soundtrack, right? Well, <laughs> right, but touche, touche. But so like, as I'm like, you know, trying to find the 12 inch and all of that stuff, like, okay, fine. But what what happened was is then like I'm down in Memphis playing some show down there go into their record store and I'm going through stuff and then I come across a white label and on one side, like I put it on and it's um, it's actually a mashup of The Music Sounds Better mm. by Stardust yes. mm-hmm. with Madonna's Holiday. Yeah, I have that. I have that. And on the flip <laughs> side, I didn't even realize it until I got home, but the other side on the white label is printed Blade and there it is, but it's <laughs> but it's such a shitty recording of yeah. it. Like it's a terrible <laughs> pressing. But I was so happy to have it that I was just like, yes, 